and we radiate your love. As we worship and behold your face, the light of your countenance shines on us, and we radiate your love. Let's go. 
worship him, who was a risen, worship the Lord, worship the Lord, worship the Lord, Le Paradoha, yes Lord, Le Paradoha, he who died and arose, Le Tataha, Shadadabagada, Le Paradoha, come on now, Le Paradoha, let the name of the Lord be lifted tonight. Let the name of the Lord be lifted tonight in this service. Let the name of the Lord be lifted up. Let the name of the Lord be lifted up in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, my God. Ready, Lord. Speak through me. Speak for me. And speak to the hearts of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. John chapter 20, verse 11. John chapter 20. Verse 11. John chapter 20. Let's start from verse 1. John chapter 20. Let's start from verse 1. My God. My God. My God. <laughs> from doing our duty oh god let my god let the believers shout amen listen to me john chapter 20 verse 1 hmm. now the first day of the week mary magdalene went to the tomb early 
Mm-hmm. Those of you who heard the message, silence and solitude. Watch this. Makadura Now, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. While it was still dark, Madura Bagadabratam. And when I was preaching silence and solitude, I told you that the Bible said Jesus got up early in the morning when it was still dark to go up to the mountain to pray. Silence and solitude. So Mary Magdalene got up very early in the morning while it was still dark because she needed her silence and solitude. And the Bible said she went to the tomb because she wanted silence and solitude and she wanted to meet up her Lord in silence and solitude. That is why I taught you guys that the very moment you begin to harness the power of silence and solitude that is where you go to meet your God that is where you go to encounter your God that is where you go uh, to commune with your God uh, and so the Bible said uh, Mary Magdalene got up uh, first day of the week uh, very early in the morning uh, while it was still dark uh, and the Bible said uh, she went to see Jesus silence and solitude listen to me Mary Magdalene practiced silence and solitude and she went there to meet Jesus. And the amazing thing is, the Bible said it happened on the first day of the week, just as today is the first day of the week. And Mary went to meet Jesus. That stands to reason that the first day of the week is an opportunity for you and I to encounter Jesus another, another time, a second time. The first day of the week is another encounter to meet Jesus up it's another opportunity to encounter Jesus up the first day of the week Mary Magdalene got up very early while it was still dark I don't know if you are seeing it but it is already dark and just as Mary went up to encounter Jesus in the tomb whilst it was still dark may you encounter Jesus up in the tomb today while it's still dark in the name of Jesus anybody who is believing God for a miracle anybody who is believing God for a breakthrough anybody who is believing God for an encounter this is your opportunity the Bible said and Mary Magdalene on the first day of the week on a Sunday she woke up while it was still dark by the reason of today being the first day of the week and by the reason of now being dark I pray her. May you encounter Jesus. May you encounter Jesus on a different level. Shout yes. Watch this. Why she got there? She saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. 
Verse 2. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter, who was a minister of God. That is the mistake that most of you make up when you encounter something that you do not understand. Instead of you to run to a minister of God, instead of you to run to a man of God, you run to your boyfriends, you run to your girlfriends, you run to the people you rely on. Be like Mary Magdalene, who ran to a minister of God, an apostle of God, a prophet of God, a Yadosha, an ordained man of God. Whenever you encounter something that you do not seem to understand, the first thing you ought to do is to run to a man of God. Who do you go to when you encounter something you do not understand? Who do you go to? She ran to Simon Peter, who was a minister of God, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. The Bible is referring to John the Revelator. And said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. She was confused. She was confused. She was worried. She was concerned. Like many of you are. And yet, you are running to your boyfriends. You are running to your girlfriends. When they are running to men of God. Verse 3. Peter therefore went out. And the other disciple. And were going to the tomb. Verse 4. So they both ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter. And came to the tomb first. The other disciple, John the Revelator, came to the tomb first and he stood there. (laughs) Even though he was able to outrun Peter, he was not able to outrun his own fears and doubt. Listen to me, somebody. When you are running to Jesus, there will be challenges on the way. There will be challenges and troubles on the way. Fears will come, but never let yourself to be victimized by that fear. He got to the tomb first, but he couldn't enter. He was afraid. Even though he was able to outrun the other disciple, that was Peter. John could not enter the tomb because of his own fear. Some of you have that thing you are looking for is on the inside of the tomb. If you can enter the tomb, you can bring it out. If you can enter the tomb, you can bring it out. If you can enter the roots of the family, you can bring it out. If you can enter the stories of your family, you can take them out. But you are afraid, even though you run very fast, even though you are so swift even though you have the energy to outrun Peter you do not have what it takes to outrun your own fear and that is why for several years you have been victimized by your own troubles you have been victimized by your own blood and you are a victim of patterns of the bloodline because you are not allowing yourself to go further to enter into the tomb to enter into your family to enter into the stories and dig out the root of the problem do not be like John in this scenario he was able to outrun Peter but he couldn't enter the tomb 
Meanwhile, the answers you are looking for is on the inside of the tomb, not at the entrance of the tomb. Many of you have, have gotten to the place where you are supposed to enter into the kingdom of God, and yet you are standing outside, you are keeping yourself from entering because you are scared that if you enter, you will not be permitted to live some lifestyle anymore, you will not be permitted to do something anymore. You will not be permitted to be engaged in some conversations anymore. So you are standing at the gates of the kingdom. You are unwilling to enter. But I came to admonish somebody. Do not be like John. The answers are on the inside of the tomb. The answers are on the inside of the kingdom. The answers are on the inside of the church. If only you can enter. If only you can push through. If only you can go the extra mile. You receive your answers. I'll be here, Lord. Mashaka da 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 ba da ba da ba da ba da ba. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The answers are inside the tomb. The answers are inside the tomb. The answers are inside the tomb. Somebody enter now. Somebody enter now. Somebody enter now. Shout, I enter. You can do better than this. Let Shaduva Gadaba. Shall I enter? Shall I enter? I get my answers now. I enter. Li Parados Kadabadabadaba. Li Parabadabadabadaba. My God. Listen to me. Verse 3 of John chapter 20. Peter therefore went out. Sorry, verse 5. Verse 4 said, So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter, and came to the tomb first. Verse 5. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there. Hmm. Follow carefully. Yet, he could not enter. He could not go in. He was afraid. So he did not enter the tomb. Verse 6. Listen to this. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw the linen cloth lying there. Listen to me. You need somebody who will challenge you in life. That when you are afraid to step up, when you are afraid to go up, when you are afraid to make a move, they will challenge you and they will rub the anointing off of you so that you can always go the extra mile. Sometimes it doesn't take your strength alone. Sometimes all you gotta do is to enter there. Sometimes all you need is somebody who will challenge you to go the extra mile. Even though John couldn't enter, Peter came and Peter entered. And because Peter entered, John followed. You need somebody who will challenge you. Never see them as competition. People who challenge you to do more, never see them as competition. No, you are making a mistake. You are going about it the wrong way. They are there to encourage you. They are there to push you. They are there to help you go the extra mile. 
Listen. Peter saw the lining cloth lying there. Verse 7. And the handkerchief that had been around his head, not, not lying with a lining cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Listen to me. When the Spirit of the Lord woke Jesus up, this is a secret that you do not know. The lining cloths all over his body came off automatically. Are we together? The linen cloths that was wrapped around his body came off automatically. So the Bible said they saw the linen cloths lying there. But as for the handkerchief that was wrapped around his head, it was not together with the linen. Why? Because they came off at separate times through the miracle. Let me break it down for you. Listen to me. The linen cloth that wrapped the body of Jesus came off when the miracle happened. But Jesus himself had to unwrap the handkerchief from around his head. This is why the Bible said, I will bless the works of your hand. God will do his part, but you gotta do your part. God will take off the linen cloth on your body, but the handkerchief around your head, you have to unwrap it yourself. Do you understand? It means you need to accept what is the truth and what is the lie. You need to accept what is beneficiary for you and what will not help you. You need to know where you are going. You need to know what God has for you. You need to know your responsibilities and your duties as part of the calling that God has given you. God will give you the prophetic grace. But to prophesy, you will need to learn your way around it. God will give you the ability to preach. But to preach well, you need to you work your way around it. God will do his part in every single thing God does. He will do his part and you will do your part. So the Bible said, when Jesus got up, he folded the handkerchief that was wrapped on his head and placed it in a different place. Because it was up to the job of Jesus to unwrap his own head after God had done his part. Even though he was the son of God. You cannot say you have God and when you have an exams to write, you are sleeping all day, all night and expect God to do his part in the examination. Nothing will work for you because there is a part where you ought to do. This is Easter. You need to understand these things. Jesus himself unwrapped his own head and he folded the handkerchief and placed it there himself. Verse 8. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first also came in and he saw and he believed. 
He saw and believed. But this is an error. If you are always going to wait to see before you believe, you are always going to be the last to enter. You are always going to be the last to come in. You are always going to be the last to buy the things you want to buy because you always want to see before you believe. And whenever you go down that path, you will always be the last to enter, even though you were the first to get there. Are we together? And John saw and believed. Jesus said, Blessed is he who has not seen but still believes. It means that he who is not waiting to see before they believe is much more blessed than the one who is waiting to see before they believe. God said he would do it. You don't need to see anything. You just got to believe it. God said he will heal your father. You don't have to see anything. You just got to believe it. God said he will heal your mother. You don't have to see anything. You just have to believe it. Because blessed is he who is believing him. Even though he has not seen yet. Verse 9 For as yet They did not know the scripture That he must rise again From the dead Isn't it not amazing That Jesus says this So many times That I am going to die But I will come back to life And yet whilst it was yet happening The Bible said They still did not know the scripture Some of you are waiting till you see it in the Bible Meanwhile What you need to know Is the word that has been given to you From the prophets From God himself From the spirit of God The Bible said For as yet they did not know the scripture That he must rise again from the dead And yet Jesus himself Has said it over and over and over and over went away again to their own homes. Verse 11 of John chapter 20. The Bible said, But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping. As she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. Verse 12. She saw two angels in white satin at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Listen to this carefully. 
when the disciples came and did not meet Jesus, they left immediately. But the Bible said, Mary Magdalene stood outside by the tomb weeping. The Bible doesn't talk about how long she stayed. These days we come to meet Jesus. We come to receive a miracle. And then we haven't received the miracle yet. And then we think that is the end of the story. We leave and never come back. Mary stayed as long as she had to until she saw Jesus. Follow carefully. You came for something. You came for something. You joined for three minutes and you left. You joined for five minutes and you left. You joined for one hour and you left. No. You have to be willing to wait as long as it takes until you see your Jesus. Until your expectation meets manifestation. The Bible said Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping and she kept up weeping until she saw two angels in the tomb. Verse 13. And the angel said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Verse 14. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Hmm. Some of you are seeing Jesus. Some of you are hearing the voice of Jesus. But because the voice sounds like mine, you cannot tell the difference. You are not sure. Could this be the Spirit of God? How could a man say these things? How could a man preach all of these things had it not been for the Spirit of the Lord? She was seeing Jesus and yet she was not sure if it was Jesus. Verse 15. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. I will take him away. Verse 17. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me. Do not touch me. Do not hold me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, Jesus called his disciples, brothers. How many fathers can call their sons brothers? Even Jesus called his disciples brethren. Go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my my God and your God. Then Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that she had spoken these things to her. Oh my God. It took a person who was willing, much more willing, and was having the patience to wait on Jesus to see Jesus. You cannot see Jesus in a rush. You cannot force Jesus. You cannot tell Jesus what to do. You need to wait for him. You need to be patient for him. You need to calm down for him. You cannot rush God. Peter came. 
He entered into the tomb, didn't see anything. John came, entered into the tomb, didn't see anything. And they left. But Mary Magdalene waited and she saw two angels and the angels pointed him to Jesus. Pointed her to Jesus. Yes. Are you patient? Are you willing? God, you said you would do this. God, you said you would do that. God, you said you would do this. God, how come after all these weeks, after all these months, after all these years, you cannot rush God. You must learn to be patient with God. He comes in his own time. He works in his own time. He chooses whom he wants to show mercy. He chooses whom he wants to show compassion. You cannot rush God. John chapter 20 verse 19 Then the same day At evening The same day At evening The same day At evening I don't know if you have realized it yet But we are in the evening And the Bible said The same day at evening Being the first day of the week Which is exactly as today Exactly as this evening When the doors were shut When your doors were locked When your doors were shut The Bible said The disciples were assembled For fear of the Jews And Jesus came And stood in the midst And said to them, peace be unto you. That stands to reason up this same evening. Those of you have in your locked rooms, in your shut doors. Jesus is going to enter and he's going to speak to you. Jesus is going to enter and he is going to visit you. Jesus is going to enter and he's going to do something strange in your life. Jesus is going to enter and he is going to minister to you. Jesus is going to enter and he is going to deliver you. Jesus is going to enter And he is going to open the eyes of your understanding Jesus is going to enter And he is going to do strange things In your life Because tonight Is the resurrection night The Bible said In the evening At evening In the evening Jesus showed up In the evening Jesus showed up In the evening Jesus showed up We are praying Let Jesus show up let Jesus show up. Let Jesus show up in the mighty name of Jesus. La parada bagadaba. Le shadubata. Le paradoka. Madagadaba. Le parados. Zekadabadabraha. Le parados. Kadabadabadaba. Verse 20. He said, Peace be with you. He showed them his hands and his sight. Oh my God. Let me break this down for you. Whenever God heals you, whenever God revives you from the dead, He will always leave your wounds and your scars on your body as a testament to what the Lord did for you as a testimony to what the Lord did for you as a, as a reminder even though God resurrected Jesus from the dead the Bible said he was still wounded and he still had scars 
on his side. Are we together? Mm. God might save you from that accident. But that fear that you felt, the fear of death that you felt, he will leave it there as a testimony to what he has done for you. God will deliver your family from that condition but he will always leave a mark there as a reminder of what the Lord has done for you. Even though he resurrected Jesus from the dead, he left the wounds on his hands and his side. Yes, that is God. His own son, he did it to him. Behold, this is my beloved son, my only beloved son. And yet, he left the wounds on him. Are you better than Jesus? God is always going to leave a mark on you that will remind you of what the Lord has done for you. Jesus said to them, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has brought me here, I also bring you here. As the Father has revealed these things to me, I also reveal these things to you. Verse 22. And when he has said this, the Bible said, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. They are receiving the Holy Spirit because they had been sent. When you are sent, the only thing you need is the Holy Spirit. When you are sent, the only thing you need is the Holy Spirit. The only thing you need is the Holy Spirit. The only person you need is the Holy Spirit. The only spirit you need is the Holy Spirit. He said, because I also send you, I give you the Holy Spirit. Verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Listen. <laughs> Let me show you a secret here. If you forgive the sins of any, then those people, their sins are forgiven. Because the Bible says, they are forgiven them. But if you retain the sins of any, listen, they are retained. Not their sins, but both of you. Are we together? Are you getting the secret? When you forgive them, then their sins are forgiven. But when you choose not to forgive them, then both of you, your sins remain. That is what the Bible is saying. If you retain their sins, they, they are retained. Those of you still holding on to the sins of others, still holding on to the sins of other people, still holding on to the sins of somebody that did wrong to you, he said, when you forgive them, then their sins are forgiven. Because it is their sins. But when you choose to hold on to their sins, then both of you, your sins are retained. So when you are keeping the sins of others, both of you are now sinning. Not just them, but the both of you. If you forgive the sins of any, 
they are forgiven them but if you retain the sins of any they are retained Acts chapter 1 verse 4 Acts chapter 1 verse 4 Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Hmm. I don't know, but tonight's message is just full of secrets listen to this when god promises you in a place make sure you stay in that place till the fulfillment of that promise hmm. you came to prayer life and you had never heard this before and the lord said do this do that and I'll do these things for you I'll do that for you the Lord promised you here for the first time listen he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father because that place in which he promised you is the same place where the promise will be fulfilled until he himself tells you to go elsewhere for the fulfillment of that promise You came to prayer life the lord said he is going to do this to you he's going to do this for you he's going to take you to these heights and that was the first time you were ever hearing that that promise of god the fulfillment of that promise will only come whilst you are still here in prayer life he commanded them not to depart from jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said you have heard from me for john truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the holy spirit not many days from now and when jesus says not many days from now you better wait where are you rushing to do you have anything better to do than to wait for the promise of the Lord? Do you have anything greater to do than to wait for the promise of the Lord that the Lord has commanded you to stay and you are running away because you think your husband needs your help, your wife needs your help, your children needs your help, your friends need your help. Listen, be careful. The moment you leave, that is when your contract with God was terminated. 
you not hear the story? Who, who has heard the story of Bishop Dark? On Good Friday, Bishop Dark lost his son, his first son. On Good Friday, the man lost his first son, who is a doctor in the U.S. And that same evening, the man still came and preached Jesus to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You have to get to the place where you are no longer moved by what is happening. You are no longer moved by what people are saying. You are no longer moved by what you are seeing. No matter what happens, you must do the will of your father. You must stay for the promise of your father. Even though it seems as though God is failing you, I can tell you for a fact God will never fail you. God has never failed anybody and he will never fail you. Keep on pressing on. Wait for the promise of the father wait for the promise of the father do not run away do not leave the presence of the lord do not go up and leave the presence of god and go around and misbehave because the lord promised you here the fulfillment of the promise is going to come here do not leave here here is where you are commanded to stay do not leave he commanded them not to depart from jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father. It takes patience. It takes endurance. It takes loyalty. It takes commitment. It takes love. It takes passion. It takes hardships. It takes pain. It takes frustration. It takes confusion. But keep on moving on. Keep on pressing on. Do not lose heart. Keep on pushing. Do not give up. Even though you are not seeing the promise of God. Even though you are not seeing her. Jesus in the tomb Even though you are not seeing anything Keep on moving Keep on waiting Be patient Do not rush God Endure hardship And surely surely It shall come to pass The promise of God Shall come to pass They asked, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Why are you so concerned about other people's ministry? Why are you so concerned about the kingdom of Israel? Why do you not focus on your spiritual life? Why do you not focus on your own ministry? Why do you not focus on the on, on your ability to listen to the voice of the Spirit? And you are always asking questions concerning other people. The Bible said, and they asked Jesus, will you restore the kingdom of Israel? And the Bible said, Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. It is not your job to understand God. It 
is not your job to understand his ways. It is not your job to make meaning of the way he do his things. Just develop the ability to follow his instructions. Develop the ability to follow his will. Develop the ability to listen to his voice. And do not concern yourself with the things that he himself has placed in his own authority. Focus on your job. Focus on your job. Verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Listen. You will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. Why is God mentioning Jerusalem? Because they were in Jerusalem. Listen. The word begins at where you are living, where you are staying, where you are sleeping, where you spend time. Jerusalem. If you are truly transformed for God, we must see that transformation from where you are living. From your room, from your home, from your apartment, from your family. We must see that change. And for you to witness to God, you must start doing it in your own house. You go to church every day. But your siblings are not even Christians. The people in your home do not believe in God. Their job begins in your house. Make it your job to focus on them. In Jerusalem. And then in all of Judea. And then Samaria. And then to the end of the earth. There are a lot of young ministers today. They do not want to start in Jerusalem. And they do not want to get to Judea. They do not want to get to Samaria. They want to start touching the nations. That is not how it works. You must start to, You must start from Jerusalem. And then you get to Judea. And then you get to Samaria. And then you get to the nations. You must learn to start small. Learn to start small. Learn to start small. Learn to start small. In Jerusalem. In Judea. In Samaria. And then to the end of the earth. Stop rushing. Tell your neighbor, stop rushing. Tell your neighbor, stop rushing. Tell your neighbor, stop rushing. Your business must start from Jerusalem And then you get to Judea And then you get to Samaria Before you start thinking About the ends of the earth Stop rushing Take it slow 
Stop rushing. Take it slow. Stop rushing. Take it slow. Some of you, you begin a relationship today and everybody on campus knows that you are in a relationship. Everybody in school knows you are in a relationship. Everybody in your vicinity knows you are in a relationship. Stop rushing. Take it easy. A step at a time. A step at a time. Stop rushing. A step at a time. You will not start hitting the nations yet. You must start from Jerusalem and then to Judea and then to Samaria and then to the nations. Stop rushing. Now when he had spoken these things While they watched He was taken up And a cloud received him Out of their sight (laughs) Jesus did not jump up But he was taken up a lot of people today you are jumping up but one thing with jumping is that you will always come back to the ground when you jump up it doesn't matter how long you stay in the air in a matter of time you will still come back on the ground do not jump up take your time allow god to take you up when god takes you up you stay there but when you jump up you come down Stop comparing yourself to people who started 10 years before you. Stop comparing yourself to people who started 5 years before you. They are not your co-equal. Focus on your track. Focus on your race. Focus on your journey. Focus on your path. Focus on your destiny. Focus on your assignments. And stop competing. The Bible said a day that compared themselves among themselves were not considered wise. Jesus was taken up He did not jump up He was taken up And the Bible said And a cloud Received him A cloud A cloud Somebody say a cloud You see, when a cloud receives you, the glory of God is seen. When the cloud receives you, you are hidden from the sight of people who will be judging you. When the cloud receives you, the glory of God abides on you. But when the crowd receives you, when the crowd receives you, they will throw you away like something. At a point, the crowd received Jesus, but another point, they were screaming, crucify him. Crucify him, crucify him. You need to learn the difference between the cloud and the crowd. The crowd will always disappoint you, the crowd will always abandon you, the crowd will always say, Crucify him. But when Jesus got to this stage, his ascension, the Bible said it was not the crowd that received him, but it was the cloud that received him. 
I pray that your cloud will receive you. Forget about the approvals of other human beings. Forget about the approvals of lecturers. Forget about the approvals of denominational heads. Forget about the approvals of, of, of your colleagues at work. You do not need the approval. When the cloud approves of what you are doing, nothing can stop you. And you will be hidden from their sight. Verse 10. The Bible said, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Verse 11. These men said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into the heaven? Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. <laughs> you do realize these two men were not normal human beings. They were the same angels. They were the personal angels of Jesus. They were the same angels that Mary Magdalene saw sitting in the tomb. And then just when Jesus was ascending, they came back and then they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him going to heaven. Listen to this. These men were angels. And you realize that they did not go with Jesus into heaven but they were still on earth whilst Jesus was going to heaven <laughs> these angels do not live in heaven I'm not preaching on angels because I'll preach on angels next week I'll preach on the myths of angels the myths of angels so I'm glad that I'm ending on this note listen not all angels live in heaven especially guardian angels they do not live in heaven they only go to heaven to give reports and they come back on earth so they couldn't have gone with jesus because their place is not in heaven but that is for next week next week i'm speaking on the myths of angels but hear me before I end tonight I want you to learn this thing 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17 one of the benefits of the resurrection of Jesus number one First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17 And if Christ is not risen Then your faith is futile Your faith is useless Your faith is powerless Your faith is useless If Christ had not risen from the dead But because of the rising of Jesus On the resurrection Sunday 
Your faith has become powerful. Keep faith alive. Keep faith alive. Keep faith alive. You are going to need your faith to get to the next stage in your life. To get to the next rank in your life. To get to the next phase in your life. Because Jesus has risen. The first benefit of his resurrection is that your faith has now become powerful. Number two, the second benefit of his resurrection is that we have now received the same power that Jesus Christ had. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, the Bible said he said unto them, Just as I was sent by God, today I send you. And the Bible said he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And he said, After the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. That power is called the power of Jesus. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, you have now received the power to do strange things. You have received the power to make wealth. You have received the power to get to the next stage. You have received the power to advance in life. You have received the power to be able to pay for your own apartment. You have received the power to do strange things. You have received the power to counter death. Am I preaching to people? I want to pray for three people. You feel powerless. You always freeze in your dreams. <laughs> you even find it difficult to mention the name of Jesus in your dream. You always freeze in your dreams. I'm looking for three people. If you are here, let me see your hand quickly. You will have an encounter in your dreams. And you will struggle to say Jesus. Okay, Iben, I see you. God bless you so much. I'll pray for you. I see three people. You struggle to shout the name of Jesus. You feel powerless in your dreams. You are frozen in your dreams. You cannot do anything in your dreams. I want to see you. I see Iben. I see, I see Vera. Kinkei. Number three, Papa J. Number four. Okay, where are the rest? Le parado skarabara bratam, marorobo skarabara bara bara. Eugenia. Okay, la parada bara branda bara bara. You always freeze in your dreams. You feel powerless, even though you have the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you. Get water right now, quickly. Get water. Mashoro branda berebo skarabata. Bi parada bosko do 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 do. Le Paradabraka Adelaide. Okay, Shada Bada 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 Bada